Majors. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. I'm Katie. And today we have a special guest joining us from Pop Addled, our fun sister brother, second cousin podcast. Sister brother podcast. How would we define them relationally? Daddy. They're our big daddy. (laughs) They're our big daddy podcast. We've got Tim Parker. Hey, Tim. Welcome, welcome. To have him. Uh, And he's here for a very special reason. Because we are talking about Christopher Nolan's time-bending spy thriller, Tenant, And few people I know love a Christopher Nolan movie as much as Tim. So we're thrilled to have him <laughs> with us. But before we get started, let's discuss what we are drinking for this time-bending, bizarre uh, film. Jim, I'm, what do I'm you having um, a giant old-fashioned that is enormous. <laughs> it has to last the whole episode, and and I was I was hoping to drink more of this prior to the show, but uh, black walnut bitters, oh, life changing. They really are. It sounds weird because I don't even really even know what a black walnut is. Um, is that like a regular walnut? Are they black? A, I don't know. I don't know. It's a walnut with more melanin. It's delicious. Is it a dyed it walnut? Is like they just dyed buttery. a walnut charged more for it? Goodness. It is Jim's, really good. Jim's that guy at my bar who's like, hey, can you put uh, bourbon and a little bit of bitters in a pint glass for me? It's like, I'm sorry, sir. That's illegal. <laughs> uh, depends no. what bar you're in. <laughs> That's true. All right. <laughs> Katie, Katie used to go to with her oh, teachers. Yeah, you can, completely you can allowed. Get that. Yep. Completely allowed. Um, Katie asked the listeners for some recommendations for what beverage pairs best with John David Washington. And one of our viewers gave an excellent recommendation. I think I made it entirely wrong. <laughs> the color suggests it's yeah, not the right. Color I was so say, this looks like is T4. a very dirty martini. Look like T4. I, I think the olive juice, the olives you're using are pretty low quality. Well, okay, but I thought so. It so the recipe I found, which I think was from the Food Network, called for. <laughs> <laughs> called for vermouth and olive juice. Oh no, we don't have the right. You use oh. the wrong kind. You use sweet vermouth. Yep, it's nope. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's red. That's not the right kind of vermouth nope. for that drink. Okay. Right, Timmy? Are off to somehow, a dynamite start. Somehow we have we have a professional. <laughs> somehow it works. Well, you were busy doing technical things, and so I did it on my own. I was very proud of myself. I th- no, I think the professional is Tim. Jim's oh. not saying he's the professional. <laughs> are you serious right now? <laughs> I didn't want to interject, but yeah, it was like, huh, dirty martini, but that's brown. It's very brown. It's very dirty. It's it, a you very put sweet vermouth like something they would be <laughs> drinking in Fury Road. Some of sweet vermouth and olive juice, it works. It's oh. not, <laughs> it's it makes not me want to vomit. I'm sure that works. Mm. That sounds horrible, mm. but you've. You made your bed and not lie in it. So <laughs> I'm telling are. you, right now, you got to try see, it. We're going to see a, a backwards walking Katie come into the room <laughs> from, from an hour in the future and tell her deliver no, me the right for me. You will never that. understand my dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> that inverted Katie will have like a proper <laughs> martini as well. Yeah, yeah. As it goes back. Uh, Tim, <laughs> what do you have? Uh, I have some box wine. Uh, box wine, Boda, Boda, yeah. Boda box, Boda box Cabernet. You got um, fancy. I meant to when I leave left work today. I meant to grab one of my favorite mm-hmm. spike seltzers that I tend to always do on this podcast, mm-hmm. and I forgot. So here I am with some box wine. Box wine, love hey, it. The Boda box is an elevated box wine. It's mm-hmm. not Franzia over there. Thank you. I saw somebody post on social media today that things started really tanking in our country when they started making spiked seltzer. But that's like the tipping point. <laughs> I was like, well, I, it might not be wrong. Well, I might not be wrong. We're going to trace that. If that's the biggest problem we have in this country, we're in pretty no, damn it's good when shape. we had to start electing boomers because of their age. Oh, a boomer shot. Katie, that's definitely not true because I had spike seltzers when I was last on vacation. And when I was last on vacation, COVID wasn't a thing. That's very fair. Yeah, that's very fair. Fair point. Yep. Uh, All right. I am drinking Great Northern Ale Works tie dyed dry hopped pale ale. Ooh. Is it is it Brian's like red? Is it, is it pink inside? No, the no, tie dye is just color. a feeling. It's, just, it's, it's not the a psychedelic feel of this. Not a reality. It's, with acid. Itself. it's just an Into idea. 
Just an idea. The mm-hmm. red licorice has acid in it. It's just an ethos. <laughs> Somebody I'm in the future the might figure yes. out how to make it tie-dyed <laughs> yeah. in the can. We they just could. have to leave them a message. So I also really, could this is the Coke. message. I'm waiting for someone to just like hold up a Coors Light and then like describe it like Brian did. I'm drinking a tie-dyed, you know, hazy like, pale uh-huh. ale. It makes me think of <laughs> McLovin. And uh, I recently heard they added more hops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to see your ID. Yeah. <laughs> um, I recently rewatched that movie, by the way, and it was very enjoyable. We haven't done that Still one holds yet. up. Yeah, I hadn't still holds it up. Haven't done time. it. It was really good. All right, it's time for <laughs> the rundown. Um, I feel like y'all should drink every time Katie gets something wrong in the rundown. <laughs> well, so that's gonna get ready. Be blacked out. <laughs> Hold your beverages minutes, to your lips. <clears throat> CIA folks have started finding objects that move in reverse. Bullets that fly back into guns, repelling cables that go up. Evidence of what they believe to be a future World War III. JDW, unnamed in the film, must follow the breadcrumbs to discover the source of this time-space mystery. His search will take him to Robert Pattinson, an Indian farms dealer, and a very tall lady with a secret shame. How'd I do? Yeah, pretty good. I think that's pretty spot yeah, on. I think that's pretty yeah. Does he really it's not have a name in the, the movie? Protagonist. Protagonist. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's yeah. so interesting. Okay. Yeah. The, the bungee cords going up, though, I think wasn't... Uh, that's not a... It's not a repelling cable. I was trying to find a... No, but it also wasn't inverted. No, that was oh, actually really? real life. Oh, that's what I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, they found like leg- like whole repelling cables. He said they're testing it like three times. <laughs> that is like the least confusing thing in the movie. <laughs> I thought all of the objects were supposed to be like magical. I was hoping that, that she she named him like something crazy. Just, just came up with a name. No, I was really hoping she was going to give us like a full like physics breakdown of how inversion <laughs> oh, works from oh, beginning heck to no. end. You were inverted. You were, inverted. <laughs> um, you know, given the bird. <laughs> she has yes, no idea. It's the only inversion I know from Top Gun. I, other than that, I had no idea. Uh, Jim, do we have the breaking news sounder? I forgot oh. to ask you. Oh. Breaking news. That's quite loud. It's appropriate for a Christopher Nolan it's episode. 2021, and we're introducing some new elements. Uh. Two comedians. The first being a grade of the week. We are going to grade our films as all comedians like to receive grades. Uh, A plus, which pretty much no comedian ever got uh, through F minus. Everybody's going to give a grade on the film and their thoughts to start. Now, Why don't we, I have yes, to go I have to give a disclaimer a here. Okay. I, so, as com majors, I would have to suggest that y'all received a few more A's than yeah, maybe the average major did. So, are we using those <laughs> rules of grading like how your you professors grade graded on your you? Scale. Okay. I took on your both scale. classes that were available for television production yep. and then when there were no more, mm-hmm. I invented new ones to get A's yes. in. <laughs> In fact, I I accepted that. That is true. My television show was turned into a course that other students were allowed to take and receive credit for. I should have gotten credit for your your TV show. You should have gotten it as an elective. didn't count that for the English major. I was was running a course and I was not a graduate and was not compensated for it either, which I'm not sure is legal. Let's grade this shit. Oops. All right. Uh, Beep. Who, uh, Tim, let's give you the honor as the guest. How would you grade Christopher Nolan's Tenant? A lot of pressure. Um, mm. First grade ever, this, by the way, on the show. First <laughs> grade ever. Professor Parker? I've been telling a lot of people that this is Christopher Nolan's worst film, Ooh. but his floor is so high. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's a great filmmaker. So I would probably go like C+. Plus. The the action sequences in this movie are just phenomenal. Like I, I just there, there's so much about this movie that 
I walked away being satisfied and happy with, but the story being told, like I've watched this now three times. I saw it in theater. I saw it twice in the past 48 hours and I still don't quite have a grasp on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And because of that, like I got to give it like not a great grade, like C plus I think is, is worthy or uh, warranted. Okay. Mm. That's fair. All right. Uh, Um, Katie, what did you give it? I've discovered that when uh, things feel very heady to me, intelligent, I grade them up because I just assume that I didn't understand something. Mm, I and so do the same. That's I, a great I was going into this with a B plus, but Timmy has made me feel more comfortable in saying that really I would have given this a B to B minus. So I'm going to go with a solid B. I'm going to go with a B because I was super impressed with the action sequences. I love John David Washington. Um, mm. And I actually was very impressed by Robert Pattinson as well, having not seen him since his Twilight yeah. days. I was See, like, Katie, oh, he's a legit out. We'll have to actor. talk about that. You've missed out on what he's become. I know. That's- I didn't know. He was grizzled. Yeah. He was interesting. Um, There's so- no way that fucking guy drinks a vodka tonic, by the way. We'll no. get into that. So lots of problems in the movie. I agree. Uh, I'm going to go with a B. B. Not not a hot take, by the way, on Robert Robert Pattinson in this movie. He's debatably like the best performance. Yeah, he's agreed. so good. No, it's great. Yeah, uh, Jim, um, I give it a C, maybe C plus. I don't think it's his worst thing, worst movie. I don't know that I've seen all of Christopher Nolan's movie, but I definitely put um, the last Batman movie well below this. Um, for other reasons, I also don't grade my class on a curve, so. It's hard to get an A. Very fair <laughs> point. Mm-hmm. Um, true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I will chime in with the highest grade. I will give it a B plus. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, not an A, but I think it's top five Nolan movies. Yeah. So like I and, and I should have clarified. We watched it last night for the first time. So like I think I probably need to watch it again to give it a little bit more of a chance and, yeah. and and another chance to understand it. I I think I'm on board with Timmy in most of what he said about it being overly confusing and more conceptual. Like I, I when I was watching I couldn't help but feel like this is the closest that he will get to being like a Kubrick style movie, which is like the, the he's not interested really in telling the story he's interested in exploring this concept and expanding upon it because there's really not a great story here like they're the the it's definitely not character driven because we don't even have names we don't have any motivations for anybody in this thing other than like the most base it's the end of the world and we need to save the world um it's an interesting concept well, the concept of like the inversion, yeah, we, we and we can get all, get into all this. I don't want to drag it down, but I think I need more time. It might move up. I, but what you just said, like I have rewatched this twice in yeah. forty eight hours, and like I think I was already at about like a B or a B minus, and actually watching it more kind of moved me down a bit. Yeah, I think because of reasons you're saying of. We weren't really character driven. I swear, like this is a movie that in Christopher Nolan's mind, he understands it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But- <laughs> there are certain things that happened in this movie that made me go. Did he? Yeah. Well, there's, and I think you're so, speaking the- to the major problem, right? Like you, you, your goal as a storyteller, number one is for people to understand the story. Yeah. If If folks walk out of that theater being like, I don't quite know what happened do you think can i ask a question about that though do you think for what he was trying to do in this movie because i i would usually completely i hate this question (laughs) i don't (laughs) care what they were trying to do i care what they gave us but i'm but i'm saying if that if that's the point of it then why should you not care like if that's if the point of it is to be disjarring like the experience the characters are going through, right? If you're not supposed to be quite 
able to wrap your mind around what it is. Maybe I'm one viewing or maybe multiple viewings or the then, way he wants to do that. Then no, no, how is that the a characters, failure, though? The characters are going through this like normal people. So don't confuse the issue. The characters were not fucking confused. They were doing things and understanding this without hesitation or like much time to think about it. Yeah, the folk, the folks, especially they, that came at the get, end to train them, were like, "Here's all this. Here, here's how all this works." And they were like, "Okay, we got it. Let's hop in a container. We're gonna fucking go back." You guys are red. You guys are blue. It's all gonna work out on the end. I didn't get the. I didn't get the idea that the characters were confused in the least bit about anything. Well, John, John uh, David was a little confused. Not yes, real, not, yes, he was confused. That that's that's one of my problems with this movie is that like. So, so people don't like his performance in this movie because I think he's just like an innocent bystander until the scene you're talking about where like the uh, they're not the CIA. They're like the time commission. Yeah. Like <laughs> whatever, whatever the are. fuck they are. They're like beyond the CIA that come in and talk about pincer movements and shit. And you're like, they're okay, the future, they're right? tenant, right? Like that's, yeah. that's the name I of the organization. Right. Yeah. And that's when you realize that Denzel's kid, he's he's just been a passenger this mm. entire time. And every single time you think he's got a grasp on shit, he doesn't. Yeah. And they just true. keep throwing more shit at this movie to say, like, no, he doesn't have any idea what's going on. And you, the audience, don't have any fucking idea what's going on. And that's really maddening. Yeah. <laughs> right. But he I mean, doesn't react like someone who is in a life or death situation who doesn't understand what's going on. His character. He See, but the, the, let me say this, because this the third, I'm probably on the third time watching it to <laughs> him. And one of the things that plays out for me, and I remember it in the first one, and I, it was kind of a hook, but the, this, like knowing what was going to happen is, as we jump to the very end with Robert Pattinson, and this whole idea that you're watching john david washington's story and he's starting at the end and then it's supposed to go back to the beginning right so yeah. it's like he's he's in the pincer movement and then when i started to think about that thinking of it that way where he kind of knew what was going on but he's going into it and he's going backwards like some of it to me started to fall into place a little bit more in terms of him being disoriented, maybe not knowing it, not knowing these people, but he's been involved in it. It's it's a mind f, right? I mean, the whole thing is. Well, we haven't sure. met the John Dave. Sorry, we haven't met the protagonist who is the real. So, like, we yes. haven't met. We never met the protagonist. Like, let's be honest. Like, we met an a version of him that we met the origin story, right? Right. Uh, it's like we met the Daniel Craig in Casino Royale. But it's like the Daniel Craig in the last shitty bomb movie, <laughs> like coming back, it like doing the like he's right. there and it's the origin. And movie, which so I we mean never is... meet the puppet master of this whole thing. No, he sort of starts to become that at the very end of the movie. But prior to that, it's sort of like you're you're seeing you're seeing like the dominoes fall, but you didn't see how they were tipped or anything like that. I have found some sites, you know, and again, All right, one Kenan. of the reasons I downgraded this, <laughs> no, one of the reasons I downgraded this is because I'm never a huge fan that you have to go read other things. Mm -hmm. yep. So like, I think it should be on the screen. Yep. Right. I mean, and so I, th some of the great is I enjoy it. I actually love the performances. Yeah. I love great. John David. Watt. Like one of the oddest things about this movie, I don't get that criticism. Because I think he and Robert Pattinson. I'll give you one clue. Really, who, who likes who watches this movie and complains about him? They were, they, they were busy at the Capitol this weekend. Mm. I mean, but to there me, was he's, gr he's great. I think he's great. I did think that the believability of the storyline of his immediate connection to the lady with long legs, whose name I don't know, um, that that felt strange, like. So we get early on that he, you know, is very empathetic, like really like doesn't want there to be any collateral damage in any of his jobs. Like he's very much about saving humans. Um, but I don't know if I was all in on him being so immediately like 
her before the whole rest of the world. Like that, like I will do anything to save her and her kid. He wasn't though. I I never bought no? that. Well, he saw, no, he lied to her about getting the the painting. Yeah. No, I know. Well, I okay, so immediately, he, I think that's uh, yes, when right. he felt it, yes. somewhat it responsible. Wasn't, it wasn't immediate. You're right. That you're right. Experience. Yes. Um, I think with Christopher Nolan, right? Part of the problem is you, for better or worse, are going to compare it to his other work. Yeah. Right. And instead of isolation. So, Tim, when you look at Tenant going into it the first time seeing it and Jim and Katie the first time seeing it, did it meet expectations you had? Because part of me wonders if the expectations were so high for this, because this is one of those movies that had to keep getting pushed back because yeah. of COVID was supposed to be one of the big movies of the year, then finally got released when almost nothing was being released in the theater. And I think you also have this polarizing thing that some people like Tim and I saw it in the theater. And then some people are only experiencing it through, you know, a very different medium, you know, seeing this movie in IMAX was very different than seeing it on a TV. Yeah. So where did it come in terms of your expectations and how did you feel about it in relation to other Nolan films? Timothy, it did not meet my expectations for Nolan films, but they're like, there's so many similarities. So I, I can see the, the inception. I can see the interstellar, but this movie gets so far into the weeds. And I think that's its downfall is like, e even like, so to, I'm sorry to just to answer your question. It did not eat, meet my expectations it was still fun. I still enjoyed it. Um, and that's why I say, I think this is like one of the worst of Nolan's films, but like in comparison to what I hold as like his best is interstellar and inception. Um, <clears throat> those movies, like they are on the cusp of getting too convoluted, but they just don't quite do it. They keep you like in the know, like you still are, comprehending what's going on in this movie no and like to give an example the setup on what the fuck andre has over his wife cat as to like keep her in this like uh awful limbo that she's in is so just there's so many details to it that I still don't quite understand that revolve around this painting. Is it a fake? Is it not? I don't fucking know. And I don't understand this world of uh, like art assessment. So if you like fail to assess art, then you're like going yeah, was, to go to jail. It was extraneous storyline. Well, like, so that, that ultimately plays no part in the plot line or the character development. But really. it is an interesting, it, it is to me, that was an interesting way that he kept her under his thumb, which is that she tried to auction off a fake piece of art knowingly. He purchased it, purchased it. And at any moment he could go, turn around and tell the authorities. The yeah. I guess right. so. And like I I like for millions I, of I paused it and I I rewound it numerous times to understand this and yeah. I'm like okay I guess this is something in art culture what, that what, happens what was that I don't understand. To me Tim the the tenuous connection was like connecting where that was being stored to the rest of the plot. Right. So they 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 then go to the fucking Freeport to like, I guess, like they're, they're claiming they're going to like acquire this piece of art. Right. But that's not the plan all along. They no, actually just want to find out what's in the fucking middle of that because they don't know yes. what's in the middle of it. And it turns out to be what is tenant. But how so. But he doesn't yep. know that he doesn't know. Like, he doesn't like he, the breadcrumbs that that like those steps leading to that thing. Well, she was being the, there she was at, the one that clued him in on the free ports. Yeah. Right? Like, but when you look through the steps of like him getting to that device in that place, it feels like. But bullshit. the but the 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 free port idea once he learned about the Freeport, it made sense that that's to where him, that that's where those things would be. Of course, yeah, yeah. 
but remember, so, this all begins yeah, with where are the bullets? It's a, it's coincidental. It's, but, we so, started with where are the bullets, and we ended up with where's the time travel machine. Right, but back to Brian's question, like, th- this is where, like, we just immediately skipped to plot in this movie that is just so convoluted. And his initial question was just about, like, what were your expectations about this movie? And I was just trying to give an example of, like, yeah, how this movie is so like packed with so much fucking information that's so difficult to like just accept it all. Just that little tidbit about Andre's wife has now just immediately catapulted us to what we're talking about right now. Like, and that's the difficulty with this movie. So I I usually multitask during films and I knew going, I didn't didn't, No, And I knew going in, I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. Uh, Okay. Um, I knew I couldn't multitask. And so I was like, hyper-focused, didn't drink too much. I was all in um, and still confused. And when Jim started pausing the movie and asking questions, I was like, I felt a lot better because usually I just assume that I've missed something. That's usually what has happened. And then at the end, I'm like, I ask Jim the questions, but Jim didn't get it either. I was like, oh, that makes me feel <laughs> so much better. <laughs> well, I, I, think I, I think I understand it in the end my my takeaway is that it, it didn't meet my expectations. It, well, it didn't meet all of them. It met a lot of them above. I am not on the same path as Tim with the action. Um, I thought while everything looked and felt cool, the action specifically in the end was incomprehensible and not at all cool. And which scene? It felt the battle scene. Mm. It felt yeah, like that's it, true. It felt like Inception, where they were attacking and like there are like bots, right? <laughs> that's what it felt like yes. to me. Well, you never really see who they're fighting at any point, right? Either. And and in, and that's why it doesn't matter, right? You don't see you see bullets shooting and like it wasn't done in a fashion where like this is the chaos of battle. He did it exactly like Inception, where it was like none of this fucking matters. We're just getting past it. And that's fine in its in inception because of the whole like concept that like you're not fighting a person, right? You're, like in, a this, dr- you're in a dream world. Right. Mm. And to Tim's other point, in Inception and Interstellar and in any of his other movies, where like these high concept, really deep moments, I love that he based them in character. And the motivations of those characters are what were like your tether to like understanding what was going on. Mm-hmm. And none of that exists in this Yeah, movie. when you try to compare under- this to the Leo and uh, the oh, lady. Mal and like yeah. that whole story. Like, that's, like, yeah, that's hard. You see, my interest with that, though, is it ties into this other thing. If this is him, you know, after Inception, right? Mm-hmm. And he has the Bond-esque sequence that he got from... Um, majesty's secret service with the skis and yeah. all that yeah you know, all that type of stuff and this is you know he he says he basically says i'm not going to do a bomb movie this is my version of a bomb movie and that's part of how i look at the protagonist character is that character in terms of what we get from the character that different if this is his spy thriller genre take right than what we get out of a James Bond, or yeah, I'll even but- say it in Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible. You know, and and but that's the thing. Like when you compare it to, let's say, a Leo in Inception, and in, in Inception to me is a heist film, right? And heist films yeah. you usually have much more connection to the people. But why are you those getting heists. caught up in drama? Like I'm not. I'm just talking about it. Like the I do think genre matters sometimes. If, it does, if but not his his genre thriller, is his genre is a Christopher Nolan movie. Like so, like I, you you don't I get to just ignore things that other filmmakers ignored because the, it just lowers the bar. I don't know. But the difference. So for me, the difference in those films is I think those films create a protagonist that you really connect with. I feel like there was a disconnect. It was just Robert Pattinson there, was the only one you connected with. Yeah, because there he, was, And in the end, it's really more his, like his story, Robert Pattinson, what happens to his character in this movie would have been a way more interesting story mm. because it could have started with, and it, you could have told it out of chronological order. The end of the movie could have been 
John David Washington sending him backwards to go show up in, in India, right? Like, because I'm assuming that's what happened, right? Like, when he shows up all disheveled... <laughs> Also, no, 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 no. I can explain this. It's it's not what happens. He had been recruited. Like, so when you see John David Washington, he's the one that's kind of gone. So Robert Pattinson's moving forward. Yeah. And John David Washington's moving backwards. So, you know, if but you when they get, when they regular, get recruited. So well, we but, didn't see him backwards moving John David Washington. No, but that's what he uh, he's the architect of all. That's that's the whole thing at the end when they get to this idea. That's how Robert Pattinson knows what he drinks. And in that last line, when he's walking off and he's saying, you know, for me, this is the last mission. He's been living, moving right, forward right. in time and it's his end. And for John David Washington, he's going to be the in, in basically inverted. He's moving backwards in time now. So he actually knows like, the idea is like Robert Pattinson has lived his life in a more conventional time stream and John David Washington starting at the end. And now he knows how it's going to end and he has to go recruit and build all of these things to get up to this point where he can make sure that they get these. Right. But they can move back and forth. So like you're making the assumption that they only did it once. Like my, but I'm just like, that's where he is. Like that's where John David Washington is in this time frame and it's not clear like is robert right. Pat- my guess is robert pattinson was somebody who was recruited from a regular timeline whereas i guess what they're insinuating is john david washington has come from the future back right because they no, say no, no. was created in the future wasn't it no because At he some would point they say that no because he yes but he would know that like he would the character we see has never jumped timeline so like what 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 happens is he grows older after this and then goes back hides this. right and yeah. then comes and does whatever he wants with that with the algorithm and then he comes back yes because do they you, don't lose they don't lose but that, awareness to, to me they, see right yeah that's how we know right, right they don't lose awareness but to me that's part of the problem with this movie is that there's a really crazy amount of story that we don't see mm-hmm. yes agree and like it seems like all the heart of the story Rest in the decision that the characters we don't see made, not the decisions of the characters we see that are sort of like at the end of the puppet strings. Well, how would you put this then with like the modern bonds or the, uh, mo- the Mission Impossibles? Where do you think it falls in that that realm of films? I like it a lot better than all of them put together. <laughs> but you know that I don't like those movies. Like I. So you enjoyed this more than well, we've just done Ghost Protocol and right first Mission Impossible. Uh, it's hard to say. See, I like I Ghost Protocol, but I, yeah, you're right. I guess I I love those movies better. I so I, I think that the, I, to me I think it's a big swing. There's I great like importance to like <laughs> feeling like you you're you're with the storyteller, right? Like feeling like yeah, I'm w- I'm with you. Uh, yeah, Jimmy make, Jimmy makes a great point. One of our commenters is saying it would have been nice to know who they were fighting against. You never Very see the inverted people. You see, to me, the end fight sequence is t- probably technically brilliant. Yes. But it's one of the least interesting elements of the film. I think the film is like beautifully shot yeah. and, and, and does have, I think, to me, a am a great deal more interested in this than any of the daniel craig yeah. bomb movies agreed um and i, I don't think i thought casino royale's a bomb movie was was good with daniel craig and i thought skyfall was good but i mean this has to me as good action as a bond movie visually as good and it's more interesting i where my big issue is is this and jim brought it up bro it is a little too much kubrick like in that the desire in this one to be, and he might not have been actually as technically accurate as he was in Interstellar. Like if you talk to like uh, Kip Thorne, who actually helped write Interstellar, he was a consultant for this. And he, and Nolan even said, this is not as scientifically accurate as Interstellar was. Well, it's some theoretical. Of theoretical. But there's just, it's just a slightly 
too much. It's slightly too much like Kubrick spending all this time figuring out like this space shuttle is going to even be, which is awesome. In 2001, it works because it's 2001, I think is just simpler. There's just, it's just like, if you could have cut back a little bit on it, or it, it would have been more accessible. And I think you would have seen people being more tied to it. And I th- I do think some of the, I think it, it gets so confusing at points that you don't get to just live the movie, which is problematic. Like when you see a spy action movie, you just kind of want to live it. You don't want to have, I mean, and I yeah. appreciate that he wants us to think. And I love that about his movie. But you but- can't think because can we talk about the music? Um, he Holy is all shit. about the bass. No trouble. Yeah. I don't know if that was this just guy, what, the walls of our this, house. I'm a big fan of. He's the guy who shaking. does the Mandalorian. Yes. My brain but, was but shaking. It's so good. It is so, so good. good. I love the score. I will I'm, say, I'm I have, I have. No, the score was fine. And also, just like even like the bullets, like ricocheting, like here or there, like yeah. oh, I fucking love it. It could have it's just so been. Well the, done. It could have just been the setup in the house because I the subwoofer was like shaking. Literally, our walls were shaking. The Ottoman and that shaking. Up, but, but this is where when the audio is one something I wanted to ask Tim about because being lucky, I, I felt lucky enough to see. It. Like this is the only movie I saw since in the theater since. Um, Krona started. The world they, they made a point to Fell go apart. see it. Mm-hmm. There was there was like a brief moment where like it was this I don't know two week window in Pennsylvania in where, August open right <laughs> yeah in August where movie theaters opened and Tenet was out and I was like I'm going to see this I don't and fucking I care wearing two masks I went <laughs> right all that type of stuff but you had your Someone thought you were cosplaying, <laughs> but you were actually I was inverted. I couldn't breathe. So I put on my John David Washington. Uh, no, someone Brian, thought he was Bane. Brian's yeah. a cosplayer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I will say when you're in that, like, you, first of all, you see it in the IMAX screen and it's it, the whole film shot with IMAX cameras, which plays when you see it, the big image. But the sound, his sound mix is and this is slightly a problem i think in some of his movies it's obviously very much made for high-end theatrical sound systems and it's meant to envelop you like when you watch this movie you feel the sound when you're in the theater and that it's unless you have an extremely ridiculous high-end sound system you can't replicate that at home and i think that causes I, I don't have that at home, but I still was kind of enveloped in oh, yeah. the sound. Yeah. We felt the sound in our sternum. But it's not, yeah. but it's it not as like clear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just yeah. felt like if you, you sure lose that, the clarity, the, you lose the clarity. The thing of it, that, that drives me nuts, and and it rem- always reminds me of the wire where they're listening to, they're trying to hear what's being said on the recording, and Prez Belusky says, "Oh, it's like when I used to try to figure out the Rolling Stones lyrics by putting my." And that's like a, a choice that like they made back in the day to like mix the lyrics lower. And I swear to God, he does this with his dialogue. Oh, I think he absolutely he does, buries right? the dialogue sometimes. Um, and then on top of that, in movies like Inception and and Dark Knight Rises, that's the Bane one, right? Yes. Yes. Um, they have characters that are unintelligible, like and so like I didn't feel it as much in this movie with a specific character. But there were moments. It was the conversation with with your antagonist because you don't realize that he's speaking. Oh, that there's like backward. There's inverted language. Are you using the royal you or? Oh, because I I, I totally knew what was going on. I was using the royal you. (laughs) I totally knew what was happening. Yes, but okay. So uh, remind me in that scene, he's speaking backwards, and then you hear the it translated. They had some kind of translation machine. Right, so weird between the between the two sides, but like it was hard to hear, and that is a problem. And I have a pretty supersonic hearing early on when they're storming that fucking opera. Oh God! Like I mean, even back in the theater, I was like, I cannot wait to watch this with you know subtitles. Yeah, (laughs) like, and there are so many red herrings now that I'm thinking about it. Where like Mm -hmm. they pull out that device at the opera house and they say something like i've never seen blah 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 like this before and i'm like that's got to be important 
And I guess it kind of is because then you kind of realize that that's part of the algorithm in no, the but end. You, yeah, but and, I, I still struggle with how that connects. Yeah. And there's also like characters that you're supposed to like pay attention to and they don't fucking matter. Um, it, Oh, there's just Wait, so okay. much packed into this movie that you're like focusing on. And then yeah. you're like, oh, that doesn't matter. Can we all. talk about why John David Washington shoots himself or tries to shoot himself? No, he shoots him. Well, you're right. I'm sorry. He tries he to shoot himself. Shoot himself. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He tries to shoot he, himself in the head. Yes. One, two, three. Three he times. Does. He knows that's himself. He knows why? that's him. Why is he why trying does he to pull the trigger? Why does he pull the trigger? Oh, right. he pull right. the trigger? oh but he pulls it away. No, but no, the, he is holding the freaking gun. They're fighting gun. over the gun. The yes. man in black is the version of JDW that knows that he is fighting his Himself. other self, right? He pulls the trigger of the gun. It's really weird. Why? I, it's unexplainable. There's no reason to do that. There's like there's literally no explanation for that. There's so many things that are very hard to explain. I, I need that, to go back to, to to what you were saying about like the the first half action in this movie. I re I really do appreciate, but then that that like final twenty minutes where they're like storming, I don't know, some place in fucking Serbia or whatever, and there's no one that they're shooting against. Like once again, I think that's Chris Nolan in his mind. He thinks that this is going to explain what his vision is with this movie. And it makes sense to him. And we don't see it at all. We're like, okay, we have like inverted people. We have normal verted people and they're storming this abandoned ghost town. And I don't know, there's the algorithm in this cave and, Oh, there's so that many things. That part should feel climactic. There, there are some amazing action scenes in this yeah. movie. Yeah, and like it's really like, well filmed, really but like beautiful. Just, I mean, but the you car don't, you don't alone feel is, the final is, sequence I mean, doesn't do it. Car sequence a, is awesome. Car sequence is incredible. And actually used a real highway, like the whole highway. Like this. Was, it was whole gorgeous. Okay. I, lo I loved the, the fire Nolan truck, the crane ladder. That was all great. Please don't make Estonia sound very baseful and beautiful. I, I thought the action sequences were great, but I agree with you. The final one leaves you feeling, eh. I think the beginning sequence is actually, like, stronger. All right, so that this is a good time. We, we've all talked about crazy things. I have one thing I want to talk about that I was like, what the fuck was that? Were they dragging Andre's dead body in the water? Yes. yes. Why? Yeah. All right, so like I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like jump to the end. I feel like Jim was about to like say something towards the beginning. And, no, 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 it's all right. but, but this, this, this is one of like, all right. How does how does Andre like the 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 whole thing? I swore they said was that the algorithm that's going to essentially end the world because it's going to like reverse. Uh see, that's that's a that's part of the the. The conundrum. It's not ending the world. That's not true. It's just going to invert the way things can travel, right? So I guess the idea is that in the future, yeah, the world has basically been destroyed because things mm -hmm. go that direction. So the algorithm would allow things to change and start to flow backwards, which would probably end the world, which means like they could start pushing all their bad shit into the past. Right. And he says like, but wouldn't that destroy the future? And they're basically like, just like in modern times, eh, nobody gives a shit about what's happening in the past or in the future. As yeah. long as you're okay in the present, things are going to be okay. But basically he, he's trying to say to us, don't think too much about that. It it's because it's the un grandfather, right? This but, like, yeah, it's on, it's unknown. The whole idea is, is an issue because at the moment, at the moment that time travel is possible. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. The because scientist Timmy hiding the nine pieces becomes irrelevant. Right. So but let's talk about Timmy. Well, what I was, was just about the, to say, like, so, so it's tied to him dying and this is going to trigger everything. And we want to know like, how. No, like like the the guy. So we have Cat, the like super tall wife, yeah. is supposed to keep him alive as long as possible, so that this uh, inverted and non inverted team can take the algorithm out of whatever the fuck is going on. I don't even really understand it. Yeah, before he dies, because it's like attached to his death. That's when this thing will like well. 
trigger his, his that event. Apple Watch will yes. end the world. Well, basically, yeah. he, what he was going to do is he was going to tell the future where, where each was, piece of the algorithm yeah. was. Or, or mm -hmm. the whole algorithm, right? Because yes, he had collected whole, all of them. It would have, it would have been all the he was just trying to bury it there somewhere where no one would so ever find it. So they would get it. it. So they would know it and they could, nobody okay. would ever find it. And totally missed that. And so like if he if he dies, his his the emails, Fitbit, the the emails would go The tells the email to go. Yeah. Yeah. See, like, God, this, but this movie. Is what I, I do think <laughs> this, like, I, I go through waves with this movie. Yeah. With, like, I watch it and there's parts of it I like, and then parts of it that I'm, I'm really confused by, but then it'll be two to three days later. And I am still thinking about it. Yeah. And, but part of the problem is this again, it's, you can have great ideas, but it ultimately just comes down to what you give us in that two to two and a half hours. And if it, it's great to be like, oh, and this could have happened and that could have happened. And I, I kind of dig that. Like, you know, 2001, you, you sit there and you think about what it is, but you also have to base it on what the film is, not what the novelizations of the film are, not what a sequel of the film could be. <laughs> and that's where. Where's Keenan Laird? <laughs> yeah, right. There might almost be. I just feel like you're leaving. You're letting him off the hook. It is also it is also um, <laughs> a paradox because. Robert Pattinson is the only way that he ends up in Tenet. Is the only way that John David Washington ends up in Tenet. Yeah. So like, but he basically says that that's going to happen in this movie, right? He's basically saying you can't think too much about it because it doesn't. It's unknowable. Yeah. So like, if Robert Pattinson isn't inverted in the opera house, John David Washington is killed. Mm -hmm. Right. True. But he's inverted. He he saves him. John David Washington thinks he. Tried to kill him, right? Yes, but he didn't. Yeah. He saved. He, if I remember correctly, it looked like he saved him. He does save him, right? Okay, he, they, like he, he learns and that's him. when he sees the keychain thing for the first time. And that's mm -hmm. where he, I, I will say this: at the end of the movie, when we get to the end, I, I know we never will because it's not a Christopher. It's probably not a Christopher Nolan thing, but I would be intrigued to see something else in this world. Because maybe we could continue to go. And I would love to see. I love Robert Pattinson. His yeah. like, work the last five to six years. is. I'd love to see him and John David Washington together again. Their wardrobe was amazing. They look amazing. I mean, this looks as good as any spy movie. You'll how see. about it? How oh, about uh, Michael Caine? Michael Caine uh, telling so him that Brooks Brothers isn't going to cut it. better go get yeah. some Italian There is Taylor. some good dialogue. <laughs> and like that's the part that makes me like a little like nostalgic for Christopher Nolan who cared about characters because mm. like in the, specifically in this in this movie all you needed to do was give John David Washington some some motivating purpose for like pursuing this insane fucking thing we know nothing about don't him. we know it at the end we find out that he is this guy who's the puppet master who didn't even realize no so you could but I don't we know. don't know anything all we know <laughs> His motivation. All we know is that his motivation is still the same. Uh, Brian, Brian's. I hate to agree with Brian because as he's <laughs> shooting, Most as do. he's shooting Indian lady, wh whatever her name is, he's essentially saying that like, no, 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 you were working for me this entire time. Yeah, just like the way that Neil says that like. No, you recruited me. So we're supposed to somehow believe in this fucking convoluted storyline that John David Washington was the mastermind all along. I do believe that. But I, he was just coming to turn like he's coming to terms with that, which mm -hmm. I, I agree that mm -hmm. there is a problem with it. But I think that's how Christopher yeah. Nolan sees his out. Right. And, and, and that could be a wrong choice. The you reason know, he I mean, can't continue this choice. He can't continue it because he can't land the plane. That's why. Like he doesn't know you this this type and, and that's partly why he doesn't probably doesn't show us the protagonist like in real time. Because none of this can fucking work in that storyline. Right? Like if if you start to get closer and closer to like understanding this, it <laughs> it falls apart. But I mean, he's telling us that during the movie. 
like through Robert Pattinson when they're in the container. He he's said, te- stop warning. Yeah. Right. It's like the Paul Rudd scene in Endgame where he, Paul Rudd's spouting off all the ideas of like time travel. And he, and and Tony's like, you got your time travel knowledge from Ghostbusters or, or what was it? Back, uh, to, the back to the future. Back to the future. Ghostbusters. Yeah. I, I all right. Have, so what's I our have... question for a physicist for next episode? Wait, hang on one second. I just based on what Jim just said. One? Sorry, put a pin in that, Katie. Mm-hmm. I apologize. I don't mean to hijack your po- podcast. Hijack away. I have two quotes on that. Uh, when your girl from fucking the CIA is like with uh, Denzel's kid talking about like, you know, inverted bullets and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She just flat out says, don't try to understand it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that, that I You're not swear smart to God. Enough. Is Chris, Christopher Nolan telling you the audience? Yeah, just <laughs> don't, right. don't fucking right. think about it. Yeah, Dire- no, director's is. note. <laughs> later, later on, later on, when they're in that crate, when Cat has a inverted bullet in her, and they're like, I don't know, inverting time <laughs> to like heal her because <laughs> that's a fucking thing. That, the to be honest, that there. was also that was one of the points where I, where the characters were very confused. Because Robert Pattinson was like, eh, it might work, it might right, and like, and he's like trying to explain it to yeah. Denzel's kid, and like Denzel's kid's like staying up, like thinking about the grandfather paradox, blah blah blah. Just anyway, go to sleep. at he's one like, point, just go to sleep, get some sleep. At just one go. point, Robert Pattinson flat out says, "Does your head hurt yet?" Mm-hmm. Like th- <laughs> these are the two quotes that like stuck out of my brain, like. Yeah, at least he it knew did. what he was getting into, right, Katie? To answer your question. I don't know enough about any of the science. Is it the, in this the movie matter antimatter and... dilemma? <laughs> no, that, that the... that's not. No. no, that's not in this movie. Well, Multiple... I mean, they, they mention it. It's a it's a thing, right? That you can't touch your inverted self. Yeah, but that's, that's really quick. Yeah, but it's right. not antimatter matter. That's the way I explained it to you. Oh. All right. That that wasn't that wasn't like time cop. Yeah. Uh, yes. The way they did it that way. Yes. Uh, Katie, <laughs> you get our physicist on the horn. Mm-hmm. And oh, man, Van Damme would be so good. Let them pick any anything. If they could explain anything. any aspect of this movie, <laughs> Tell, to give us, us any nugget any, of wisdom do, that will assist. Would be I do see. Like I, I, I am a sucker for movies that take huge, gigantic swings like this. But there's always becomes a point where if they can't land the plane, if they can't explain it and make it make sense and wrap like I I always imagine it like at the beginning of the movie, you have like it's like a zipper, right? And the jacket's just like wide fucking open at the top, right? And that's the beginning. And as you go down and then you hit the end of the movie and the zipper's like and everything like connects and makes sense. Like. Six cents. That zipper fucking slams shut. Mm-hmm. There is not a piece of that movie that is not built around that zipper slamming shut. This movie, it's like take the fucking jacket off and run it over with a car, <laughs> and just believe me. And I have a problem with that because I don't have the character love and 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 heart to fall back on. Well, I will say this: as just now, I can judge it removing it but just as a production quality if you if you uh own the blu-ray or anything they have a whole documentary on it the filmmaking aspect of this is amazing and i i do detach that as a whole separate thing but the way they like the care they put into this was pretty staggering um so i think we we all think it's worthwhile uh to see yeah yeah, watch it you might just need to watch it I, a lot. I, you either have to be very sober or very drunk. I'm going to be regretting decision. I'm going to be regretting giving this a C when we start watching some other shitty movies. <laughs> I was yeah, it's low. I this feels low. Believe, feels like a low believe, grade. I thought the grades were very low based upon some of the films we watch on this yeah. show. Well, K- maybe 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 coming off your uh, your your, your I, review of movies and you know yeah. your, your high on like yeah. Midsummer no. yeah. and other th- I, you know Little Women and then. I want to motivate. Sorry, I want to motivate Christopher to do better next time. <laughs> so, Jim, you can't give him an A your, right off the bat. You're going to stay with your C, then, Jim. I'll give him a B minus. I think that I All feel right. like that yeah. feels more fair. All right. So, Tim was a C plus. Katie was a B. Jim's a B minus. I'm a B plus. Tenet is available even on Redbox now. You can rent it on Redbox for a dollar fifty. Or 
you know, you could go back to 1950, invert it, <laughs> and try to play it Even on a phonograph. That would be amazing. Uh, Jim, we need the breaking news sounder. That's the wrong one. I'm Ted Couple. Just one new segment this year. Mm-hmm. We are giving you two new segments. After we discuss the film, we'll say, is this film King of the Hill for Commagers or Bottom of the Barrel? Is this the best of the best that we've been watching this year or the worst of the worst? And guess what? Tenet is both. It's both. It's, both. it's inverted. Yep. It is both the best of the best. <laughs> We're meeting it the worst in both the directions. Worst. It's got both going. <laughs> this segment will be longer next week. I can right, guarantee you. Five <laughs> questions. You want answers? You want answers? Your future self can anticipate how we're going to feel about the next movie. I can guarantee you that this will have a run as the king of the hill. Yeah. All right. It's good. Who are you? Why? All right. Five question time with Tim. Here we go. Uh, Tim, in this movie, we saw something that I had never seen before. Uh, Bungie jumping. Inverted. Inverted. Literally. Would you have you, would you even consider ever bungee jumping? Are you thumbs up or thumbs down on bungee jumping? Um, Big thumbs down. Mm -hmm. No, thanks. Uh, I just Uh, want to say for what happens in this movie, because it's inverted bungee jumping, if they don't like release the cords, death, they're getting slammed right back to the earth. One of my favorite stories when I watched the documentary they made about the movie is like, uh, so John David Washington and Robert Pattinson did the bungee ump piece. And this was like on an 18 story building in Mumbai because Christopher Nolan doesn't want to ever green screen stuff. But then John David Washington's like, yeah, I was down with all this stuff. It was awesome. I didn't mind that. But then they needed me to jump off it. And Chris like didn't want to green screen it. So they built this like platform or something. And, and then he like John David Washington basically said like, um, so I was scared shitless. Basically I had to jump off the side of the building and Christopher Nolan kept giving me notes on like the line I had to say before. And then they cut to Christopher Nolan in the interview. He's like, I just thought he had a different take on the uh, thing and didn't want to take my notes. He's like, it wasn't until the end of the day that he told me he was scared shitless. And that's why he was doing what he was doing. And Robert Pattinson's like, I don't know. They just told me to jump. I drank the, I drank the vodka tonic for real. (laughs) (laughs) I drank a lot of it. Uh, Tim, here's a question for you two amazing actors in this film of course one mr robert pattinson the other michael kane uh which of these two films would you rather watch robert pattinson in twilight breaking dawn i'll give you part one or two you can choose or michael kane in jaws the revenge a film in which the shark somehow realizes that the family that killed his ancestors are in the caribbean in the bahamas if it goes from long island to the bahamas to track down the family yeah so this is a trick question because you're looking at the actors and you're like well obviously (laughs) michael kane but no the movie is horrible so like as bad as the twilight movies are they're not good I gotta side with Robert Pattinson no. in the Twilight Saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaws: The Revenge is borderline horrific. I just yeah, remember him in like a linen, linen pants on a catamaran. Isn't that like- doesn't your um, co-host, one Mister Keenan Laird, <laughs> openly admit that he will watch that film? Like that is a film he will watch. He has not seen mm. Tenet yet, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this does not eight times, but he has not seen that. Well, he to be fair, he has been moving for eight months into yeah. his new home. <laughs> the slowest move of any person in the history of the world. I feel uh, like since this podcast started, Keenan like stopped watching like Oscar worthy movies. He just he, he just was just like no rewatches uh, uh, Zack Snyder movies, even though he says he hates him. And, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lean into like what were the Razzie Award movies mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. That's like Keenan's. He's got right a niche. This he's got Jim. a niche. All right, fill in the blank question here, Tim. If you had to watch one, just one, and this doesn't have to be your favorite, but we were gonna make you watch one Christopher Nolan movie on a loop. For two straight days and you had to stay up and watch it. Which one would you pick? It's tough because like Memento 
is really good, but might drive you insane. Uh, Dark Knight is really fucking good, but also might drive you insane. I see a thread here. I feel like Interstellar has the most like heartwarming yes. story. Is that Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, you didn't. Yes, I was going to say I always I watched that it alone with when you were on a trip. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's so good, that. you will love it. So good. Okay. Also, by the way, like Interstellar is very long. Uh, this movie, Tenet, in rewatching for this podcast, I thought it was almost three hours long, just like Interstellar. But no, it's actually two and a half, which isn't a short movie. But uh, yeah, Interstellar is very long, so it is tough to get through. But if you're going to make me watch that over and over again, yep, that's the choice. All right. All right. Great movie. We'll have to watch it, Katie. Or add it to the list, Brian. Because it, it's amazing. Uh, favorite question. What's your favorite palindrome? Hmm. Inverted I feel like words. the f- first one I learned in like, I don't know, sixth or seventh grade race car. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a great that's one. one. I always remember Hannah. That's the one I was thinking. Because there's like that's a little story name. that goes along with it. Hannah is a palindrome was like how I learned about palindrome. Oh, really? Yeah. There was like a little... Your little favorite story. palindrome should be mom or dad. <laughs> Race car always reminds me of like... Uh, Race car! Uh, uh, speed racer. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason. And deep thoughts question, Tim. Would you rather travel back in time or travel to the future? Ooh. If you could only do one. If you had only had one choice, would you rather go back in time or travel to the future? Well, now that I'm like a scientist and know about speed you know, time travel. Uh, apparently, when you go back in time to try and like change the future, that's not actually changing the future. You're like creating a totally parallel universe. Mm-hmm. So that's the wrong answer. It's to mm-hmm. go into the future and see what's going on. Ooh, I disagree. Uh, you're like I, you're like Thor. You're like Thor no, thr- no. showing up a fish out of water. I, can, yeah. I guarantee we all go see what's going on in the future, and we come back here super depressed. So I don't. I don't I, know what past you're going back to that no. you think is going to be fucking oh, sunshine like, and roses it's like our own mm. life oh I'm you mean gonna, like go back like yeah. 10 years yeah i'm just gonna be a voyeur you like, i just want to go like to, uh, relive the days the last yeah. episode we're, you want to go back to 2000 just, yeah dream, I'm, I'm going baby. through living photo albums i have hundreds of pictures where i'm like who are these people I don't even back. know. I would go back and save that fucking collective soul CD I got for Jim go. for Christmas. I want to go get Brian's bubblegum pink suit from from our basement, yeah. the sweatsuit that he wore. Like but you're talking about things like in this movie and in Time Cop. If you come in contact yeah. with your, mm. fucking news. your you're right. past you're self, right. you're going to like disintegrate I'm or something. I'm just going to blend in with the other co-eds at the University of Scranton. <laughs> not gonna talk to anybody. Maybe I'll go a little bit darker with my like. I'll you know go a little bit more gothic so folks don't talk to be me. Be a goth. <laughs> be a goth. Nobody's like, gonna wow. talk to me. Sure just you like, like this chick in the uh, back of school here. <laughs> All right, that that um, didn't happen. It's grand. No, it did not. Uh, Tim, you, tell the people where can we find you on a weekly basis. We are on the uh, Twitter machine at Pop Adult. We're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash pop adult, Instagram, uh, pop adult at gmail.com. Just look everything up, pop adult. We're on all of the streaming services, the Stitcher, places. Google Play, whatever. We're, we're on all of the things you can find us. What's the uh, most recent? What's coming up in? Yeah, what do you? Well, Adel great, world. by the way. You're perfect. If you just want to jump into one episode, if you're a film lover, listen to Tim and Keenan's perfect film episode. Which yeah, that's that's kind of like I don't want to call it timeless because you know it's Tim and Keenan talking about dumb shit. You know, not dumb shit, but perfect movies. You you don't have to listen to it tomorrow. You don't have to listen to it uh, a year from now. Like it's just like our discussion on perfect movies. Um, we also discussed Wonder Woman eighty four. We had many opinions about that movie. Um, and then coming up, we have uh, a week or two from now, we'll have, um, Jesus Christ, uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus ad- Adventure. Another Bonus Journey. Time traveling Bonus journey. Movie. Bogus Journey. More time travel. There you go. So we Not that one. Bill and, we already did Bill and Ted's no? uh, Excellent Adventure. We're going to do Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. They don't and time then travel culminating in the Face the music, the most recent movie. I thought so. that the whole thing was about time. No, travel. the first one is. The second one's about going to hell. Oh. Yep. Oh. I saw that in the theater. 
The second one doesn't have great ratings, yeah. and I feel like it's shocking. better than the first one. Well, because <laughs> I think people, it was not. It was. It was it very not what people theoretical. expected from a. It was like Tenet, sequel, a lot right? like they Tenet. Wanted, yeah. Very early. I have an announcement before we end the podcast. Well, just no, I did a little bit of. um, She didn't drink that drink at all. Experimentation. Uh, Mixing sweet vermouth and olive juice together, it turns out, is not. It doesn't get better. It only gets worse. Could Most cocktails, if you let them sit, tell they us get about better. that. Could the, could we get a physicist? Didn't, didn't to break tell down well. I also My old fashioned is gone. That yeah, like Jim drank his old fashioned. You know, I mean, uh, that there are bartenders out there that make a dirty martini with dry vermouth in addition to olive juice, and yeah. you're doing it fucking wrong. I'm oh. sorry. Oh, tell me, tell Love me. It. No, no, no. It's just like if you want a dirty martini, the the olive juice replaces the vermouth. See, I had everything I needed. I don't know why. I shouldn't have even looked up the recipe. I told you. You didn't tell me anything. We talked about that when you bought the olives. Oh, All right. This is a discussion for another time. Tim, we'll have you back. Interstellar. We already have you booked uh, on my calendar for cocktail with Tom Cruise at some point, of course. I'll try again for cocktail. Yes, we got to get some real cocktails (laughs) for that. Um, And we'll see everybody soon. Bye, everybody. Bye, 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 commenters.